right, let's do this. Welcome to Marketing Management Money with Ryan and Ryan. So we always kind of kick it off with whatever topic we're going to do. And uh, I want to I wanna throw something out there that's a little bit misleading. Okay. Be fun. Ooh, intrigued. We're going to talk about sexy marketing. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why it's misleading is because I'm really going to spend the whole episode talking about why consistent marketing is going to win over flashy, sexy marketing. Okay. Almost all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. It's not at all where I thought you were going to go with that, by the way. <laughs> we don't want to know where you thought I was going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> too far. Dude, too far. But uh, no, I, uh, I've been thinking about this uh, a lot as I've been working with some businesses and there's, there's always this idea that you got to be sensational, that you got to be, you know, kind of flashy and bigger is better. Be bold, you know, make a statement, stand out. And honestly, there's a place for all of that. None, none oh, yeah. of this is bad marketing, you know. I, I mean, right. getting out there and doing something is going to be better than doing nothing. But I'm really going to advocate for kind of that, uh, you know, that 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 guy who he he's running his business, kind of just doing his thing, being smart and consistent and making tons of money. Oh, yeah. And then there's that other guy who's over, like, you know, chasing – anything that's that's shiny and flashy and you you start looking at that and you're like well what exactly are you you know what exactly are you going after what what are you trying to do and it's like oh hey you know let's let's be on this social media platform let's you know uh like like right now um i i'm hearing a lot of buzz with tiktok and people are like oh my gosh you can make so much money on tiktok (laughs) do you do you even know what tiktok is i do know what tiktok is you do whoa i'm i'm surprised you know you said that like my teenager you're an old man you're i can say that because you're at least half a decade older than me yeah that makes (laughs) us sound older (laughs) yeah i am also half a decade wiser than you so well probably at least (laughs) tenfold that but yeah yeah (laughs) but you know and honestly there are there are people who are making money on tiktok oh yeah but I don't think that it's wise that everyone completely abandon Instagram and jump on TikTok because, oh, that's where it's at. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like, no. It, it doesn't fit every business, yeah, right? It, it, if something is working for you, you don't have to give it up just because there's something newer, more modern, more right. flashy. Yeah. You can stay with what is working for you. And just be consistent in your marketing efforts. Yeah. And I, th- I think that that is so much better all around than trying to chase those unicorns and the stars and flashy marketing efforts that everybody wants to go after. Um, I, man, I worked with this guy. Uh, this was back in my early days of marketing and he, he was... Uh, you know, at face value, he looked like he was killing it, right? Always yeah. dressed nice, drove drove nice cars, uh, was always busy. You know, he was always at business meetings, taking people out to lunch to- On their phone constantly. Yeah, just yeah. going, 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 going. And so I was like, man, I got to I gotta learn a thing or two from this guy. And so I kind of got into that with him a little bit. And then you fast forward like 
10 years. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I wonder with as much as he quote unquote won, like as many wins as he got, like as, if, if I recall correctly, he, he lost at least 10 times the amount that he won on every one of those. Mm-hmm. And I ended up reaching out to him and having a conversation with him. And he's like, Oh yeah, no, you know, I lose sometimes. And, and he was like trying to <laughs> gloss it over a little bit, which of course you're going to right? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it can be addictive, honestly. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a gamble. It's like this big rush of, man, we're going to go out and we're going to do this. It's super appealing to jump on this new TikTok trend or whatever the trend is and, and just try to, you know, follow the trend, fall in line with the crowd, do whatever they're doing, because it's like, well, if some, if it's working for somebody, then it's going to work for everybody. Like I, I've noticed a lot in, um, new songs that are coming out Mm -hmm. that they will reference the coronavirus pandemic in one way or another. Oh yeah. And it's like, I, why, 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 why do you jump on that bandwagon? It, I don't want to hear about the pandemic in a song. (laughs) I don't, it's stupid. There's like, I don't care what double entendre you come up with it. It's not impressive. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with this marketing. Like if you are constantly jumping on this trend just because it's a trend and, oh, it's a trend. We got to do it. People are making money and it looks cool. We're going to be cool too. You're not. Sorry. So so I'm actually glad that you uh, talked about, you know, these songs that are coming out because one of the best ways to really see a case study of of what's happening here when we talk about, you know, the consistent versus the trendy is in the music industry. So if you look at, you know, musicians that have, you know, if you can have a number one song, that's, that's pretty impressive. If you can have a couple number one songs, that's really impressive. If you can be popular for a year or two, uh, that's impressive. But those artists who are popular for decades, that blows my mind. You know, yeah. I, I, I look at, uh, you know, some of these artists like, you know, you look at like Madonna and yeah. I get that today she's not doing too You're much. so old. I, okay. <laughs> yes. We already referenced that I'm old, but here's the thing. Dude, I'm just going to keep tagging it as much as I can. She was popular in the eighties. Yeah. And still and had hit singles coming out in the early 2000s. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. So, you know, she's spanning decades and I'm looking at that and I'm just like, wow, that's really, you know, really impressive to see the consistency in which she can produce, you know? And so as you look at the ability of an entrepreneur to be successful over an extended period of time, there's really a lot that goes into that. Oh yeah. It's you, you don't just get lucky over and over again. Like you can get lucky. Right. And a lot of times it happens. Oh yeah. But you got to be consistent if you really want to survive any length of time. Right. Well, and you have to and, and man, I love this analogy. Like you have to be able to adapt as you as you grow into that role, right? Mm-hmm. Like you take somebody like, I don't know, Taylor Swift, right? Mm-hmm. She started out as a country music singer when she yeah. was like four and a half. I don't know. She was super young. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was like, 
she, her first single or for her, her first hit was like, she was like 14 or 16 or something. She was super young. I don't know. I'm too but, old to relate to, uh, yeah, so who, Taylor who's, Swift, who's this Mrs. Swift that you're referring to. Yeah. So she's blonde. She kind of has this reputation in the industry for, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like she, she went, she started out as a country music singer and totally made this big transition into pop. Everybody was like, Oh, she sold out, whatever. I'm not here to, debate that whether she did or not but uh she she's kind of developed this brand you know she made the shift she started developing this brand and it took on it it's not that she's a, a singer songwriter anymore right that's not how she become became so successful and if you look at the people who are actually writing the songs that she's singing a lot of times it's not her or it's not just her yeah right she will participate she'll collaborate and I mean, I have, I don't know, this is just personal from the Bible of Ryan, but I feel like I you're feel, Ryan, not my Bible of Ryan. Yeah. First Bible of Owens. <laughs> I feel like she, I feel like, uh, musicians bands when they, when they get that credit, like, Oh, they contributed to writing this song. It's like, well, did they, or are you just putting that on there because <laughs> A you, don't, name you don't want to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, and we do the same thing as businesses, right? Like here we are talking about, Hey, we're going to talk about business and marketing today. Just kidding. We're talking about musicians for 30 minutes, <laughs> but no, seriously, as, as, um, entrepreneurs, we have to do the same thing. We have to make this shift. You know, we oftentimes you see entrepreneurs go through, um, these phases in their marketing where they put out their product or whatever, and then they come to understand their, their market better mm-hmm. and their market segment, their target market, whoever you, whoever, or however you want to refer to that. And so then they maybe shift a little bit and then they start to kind of expand on that, what it is that they're doing. And they become this brand rather than just this solo product, mm-hmm. right? This one hit wonder that they ended up getting lucky with. They start to um, bring in, incorporate different elements that begin to, or, or that continue to appeal to their target market. And I mean, a lot of that is like the same as these um, musicians or whatever, they go on tour or they put out a line of merchandise or um, a line of makeup or I don't know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, yeah, it's all about building that brand. Right. And we do the exact same thing in our businesses. Well, and so this is what I want to talk about when you say building, it's a process. Oh yeah. It's, it's not slapping a brand on something. It's building a brand. And I want to get a little specific here for a second. When we're talking about building something or, you know, marketing something, how long should a business plan for their marketing campaign? So I just had this analogy flash through my mind and I think it's great because it falls in line exactly Mm -hmm. with where you're headed here. If so you're asking how long, right? Mm-hmm. How long do you want it to last? If you're building a, a building, if you're building, say you're going to build a tree house, right? You've seen, everybody's seen the tree houses that kids build in their backyard. And then everybody's seen those like freaking national geographics that are somewhere <laughs> tucked away in the Amazonian rainforest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How long do you want it to last? Well, if you're, just building a, a fort in the backyard in some janky tree, 
then you're not going to plan for it. You're not going to put in the effort. You're just, just going to get throw some up boards and some nails and, and a buddy and being like, you know what you're doing? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I think so. And you're just going to go nail stuff together and hope it works. And then you're going to abandon it and never come back to it. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're building this quality, uh, long lasting, beautiful product, right. That you're going to spend time in and impress people with and on and on, right. You're going to put in hours and hours of planning and preparation mm-hmm. prior to ever even picking up a, a power tool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's the, again, it's the exact same thing with our businesses. Yeah. It takes time to plan these things out. That's the right way to do it. You take the time to move through each aspect of it. Ask yourself all the questions, flesh out all of the holes that you can find in it, you know? And, and so that, oh, I love that analogy. That's actually, I know, a, it was I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I was like, no, you got to stop. This is too good. <laughs> but let's go ahead and let's take that analogy and let's kind of pin it down to our businesses. So think about building something. The more permanent of a structure that you want, the longer you want it to last, the more planning exactly. that you've got to start with. Yeah, that's right? what I was getting at for sure. And so in your marketing, and you know, we kicked this off with sexy marketing. And the problem is, is when we think sexy and we're just like, Ooh, Hey, that'll be great. Ooh, that'll be great. Ooh, that'll be great. And we're just kind of like bouncing, bouncing, bouncing back. There's no planning that's really going into that. It's all very reactionary. Yes. It's like, if you're, if you're just jumping all over the trends, it's like, it's not like, Oh, we're going to put these marble floors in our Amazonian rainhouse or rainforest house. It's these two little kids that are like, no, let's use some screws instead of nails. It's like, you're not, mm -mm. you're just not there. Now I'm going to tie that into how the sexy works because the sexy does work. I do. I agree. But I'm hoping we're getting there because (laughs) I think we're on the same page. We just don't know it yet. (laughs) So the planning stage, and this is one of the things that small businesses struggle to do a lot of times because they don't have a marketing department or because they're like, well, you know, it's just me or, you know, I'm not really a marketer. I don't know how to plan. What am I even planning for? You know, et cetera, et cetera. But the idea is, you know, put the thought out there, really think through some scenarios, do some preliminary marketing, you know, test the waters before you go all in, do some AB testing, all of these things. That's part of the planning process. Like you can, yeah. you can be marketing something and it's 100% planning, not actual marketing, even though it looks like you're marketing, you know, you might be doing a pay-per-click campaign and you're going to be testing it to see what kind of response the market will have. Right. Or, you know, you might be launching a new product and so you're going to uh, send it out to test markets and, you know, and just isolate where it goes. That's still the planning process, even though you're selling your product, you know, that's still the planning process. And so yeah, you're going to do this planning, but then... You know, when you're getting into your marketing campaign, a good marketing campaign, I'm going to say minimum of six months. Yeah. Like, like, and that's, that's on the short end. That's a rapid fire. You Mm -hmm. know, you're in a quick moving industry and you're trying to stay on top of things. You got to give it six months or more to Mm -hmm. really see what is going on to know if your marketing efforts are, are really making sense. It's not uncommon and it's a great practice to look at it a year out, two years out, three years out, 
You know, I mean, you could have a marketing campaign that you're going to hang on to for several years with minor adjustments. Yeah. You know, so if you're only making these minor adjustments, where does sexy come in? If you have a marketing campaign and you're running it for a couple years, the market is going to shift. There will be adjustments that will happen naturally in the market. If the market shifts in favor of your campaign that's already planned and you want to capitalize on one of those shifts, by all means, do it. Yeah, That's when the sexy marketing comes out because you're already positioned, you already have foundation, and you're like, wait a second, we really could capitalize on this. We really could push even harder on this campaign Mm -hmm. that we've planned out, that we're ready to do, you know, and so there's nothing wrong with having the sexy marketing if it's part of that plan, if it's part of that campaign, if it's part of that strategy. Right, and a lot of that is... Like those are the winners, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the people that we, that, you know, those are the people that in, are the businesses that inspire us. And we look at them and we're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to build a tree house in the Amazonian rainforest too. <laughs> and then we go out in our backyard with our nails and our hammer, you know, <laughs> but it's just the cherry on top for them. It's just that extra, like finishing touch to their tree house, right? Mm-hmm. It's something like it's like the decor on the inside. They can change it out. They can tweak this or modify that. But ultimately, the quality of the entire product is the entire treehouse is the same, mm-hmm. right? And they're just enhancing it in this way or that. And like you're saying, it's it's all planned out. It's all part of a strategy. Even if it's like, hey, we're going to change over our color scheme to mustard yellow. And it's like it's part of it. There's a reason for it, right? Yeah. And Often entrepreneurs look at that and they say, man, I want to do that too. I need to jump on that trend. Well, if you have a shack or a, you know, a a tree house that's nailed together with six nails, you know, Mm -hmm. putting some cute trim on it or a fluffy pillow, like that's not gonna, it's not going to do anything for you Mm -hmm. as a business. You're just wasting money. People would be like, oh, nice. Look at that treehouse with that pillow. What the heck is going on there? You know, and it really is. It's just that same amount of confusion with your customers. If you are bouncing all over the place without a plan, it's really, really important to have a plan for all of these kinds of things. I, um, today, in fact, um, I've I've got uh, an entrepreneurial friend that, uh, I mean, he's been, he's been very successful. Uh, you know, he's done several businesses, owns uh, quite a few properties right now. And he, um, you know, I was talking to him and he was talking about, you know, all of this, you know, post COVID. And we were talking about, you know, some of the, some of the market conditions and he shared with me an idea that he had. And, uh, you know, he was talking about it and he's like, look, this is a solid idea. This is something that is really going to happen. And I was talking to him and I'm just like, mm, I don't think so. You know, like I, I, I think you're a little bit off on this. Okay. And he stopped me and he said, he's like, here's the mistake. He's like, you're looking at the markets today. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm two to three years out. He's like, this isn't going to happen today. This is going to happen two to three years out. 
I need to position myself today to be ready to capitalize on it. Yeah. And it really kind of opened my eyes because I'm like, oh, wow, that's, you know, that that really changes things because I was so tunnel visioned into, I'm like, okay, we're, we're coming out of the pandemic. We're getting, you know, it, it's loosening up. There's still a lot of uncertainty in the markets. People right. don't know. They're like, well, you know, are, are we going to go back to normal in a month? Is it going to take, you know, <laughs> yeah. six months, you know, a couple of years? whatever and he was looking out far enough that he's like i want to be past all this i want to be past all of the speculation and that's where he was basing his you know his, his decision and it really was a marketing decision because he oh, yeah. was looking at positioning himself for a market that was going to open up now Honestly, that's that's kind of advanced forecasting. Um, you oh know, yeah, I mean, he's got experience in what he's doing, and and you know, and so he he's able to do some of that advanced forecasting. But even you know, shorter forecasting as an entrepreneur, you should be looking and saying, where are sales going to be? You know, next quarter, where sales going to be next year? What are you know? Right. What are the trends in the market, and how do I position myself for that? How do mm-hmm. I you know? How do I make the investments today for the market tomorrow? Because that's how it works. You plant the seed, and then you pick the fruit. You don't plant the seed and pick the fruit in the same day. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So I feel like we've inundated our listeners with examples and analogies and they're probably We're like what me- very what are these guys tonight on <laughs> right <laughs> so um i want to get into some tangibles so what does this look like like how what's your advice for an entrepreneur who is listening to this and being like yeah that's all great and fancy and whatever but i want to actually want to do this how do we how do we go about as entrepreneurs beginning this process going from the ramshackle eight year old version of a of a treehouse to more in the direction of the luxury treehouse? Okay, so this is my process, and other people have different processes, but this is my process. Sure. So the first thing that I'm going to say is I'm going to say that all sales are a function of marketing. And, and that's how I look at it. A yeah. lot of people, they'll isolate out their marketing and they'll just be like, well, you know, uh, this is, you know, this is marketing here and then this is sales. I, I'm just like, look, all sales come from some form of marketing. And whether that marketing was done today, yesterday, you know, some form of marketing generates the sales. Yeah. So where I'm going to start is I'm going to start with my revenue streams. And I'm going to take my company and I'm going to break it into different revenue streams. And what I mean by revenue streams is it's categories. You know, I look at where do my sales come from? And so, um, you know, using, uh, well, I'll use us as an example. Sure. All right. So, you know, we do the podcast, we do our online trainings, we do our live trainings, um, and then we have like contracted services that we provide. Sure. Okay? Yeah. So I would break it up into those four categories and I would say, okay, you know, you've got uh, podcast revenue, you've got tr- uh, online training revenues, you've got live training revenues, and then you've got contracted services. And so we're going to take those four categories and then I'm going to look at each one of those categories and I'm going to say, what direction are these headed? 
Mm-hmm. Do I have growth opportunity? Is it at the mature stage of the product life cycle or is it in decline? And I want to understand where it is in that product life cycle. And uh, if you're not super familiar with product life cycle, it's a very common thing. I mean, you can just, uh, you can do a search on the internet and find product life cycle and you'll see a couple variations. But honestly, I used it a lot. I think it's, mm-hmm. a, I think it's a very powerful graph, simple graph, but a very powerful graph. And so each of those revenue streams, I'm going to kind of place in the product life cycle. And then from there, based on, you know, what am I looking for if I'm trying to drive sales growth, because we're talking about the marketing side of things. Um, If I'm trying to drive sales growth, I am looking for things that are in the early adopter shakeout growth stage of the product life cycle. And those items, I now am going to say, where can I put additional marketing efforts on these items in order to, um, you know, in, in, in order to make them grow further? Yeah. And, and then I'll do a brainstorm and I'll say, okay, you know, what are, what are all the current marketing efforts that we do? Uh, what are all the, the marketing efforts that yeah. are available to us? Yeah. And then, you know, what's my budget? How, how hard, how aggressive do I want to drive these? I'm going to focus on the one or two. I'm not going to try and do everything, Yep. you know, and then I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to test and I'm going to see what works. And, uh, and I'm going to have a long-term perspective on it. Like I said, I'm at least six months on in, If I'm putting marketing dollars into it, you know, then I, I'm looking at this from the long term. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to start putting some things out there. I'm going to have some milestones to make sure that we're on track because some of those efforts are not going to work. And I might strike them within only three months because I know that they're not moving me in the direction I want to go. But yeah. I still am looking at it from a long term perspective. So that's that's kind of my pattern. My approach is I really use that uh, product lifecycle uh, tool, the uh, revenue streams, and you know, and then I'm looking for the growth, putting yeah. it with the budget, and putting my campaign together. I, I honestly, yeah. I, I explain what would take me, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> some serious forever. Yeah, like, like I, I would be sitting down and doing uh, some serious strategic planning. And I went oh, yeah. through it in about what? 45 seconds. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, I mean, keep that in mind, but that, For that's sure. exactly how I would do it. So I, my, my process is really, really similar. Uh, I would, I, I use different terminology a little bit, but mm. for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to just run with what, you kind of described. Um, and I'm really glad that you brought up, uh, looking at your current marketing efforts, you kind of glazed over it a little bit, but, um, one thing that's really, really important to me with, uh, the strategic planning and, you know, having this marketing that works is evaluating is, is, and, and maybe this is just because (laughs) I really like to get stuck in analysis paralysis, but it's, it's, taking a look at what you're doing, what you have done, uh, and over and over what period and mm-hmm. what results has that yielded? Right. And if it's not doing anything for you, or if it's like, holy crap, I'm putting in a ton of work and I'm not getting all that much out of it. Mm-hmm. And you, maybe you look at other entrepreneurs and you're like, yeah, man, I swear they are doing something. They're, they're getting better results. And I swear this is what they're doing. Like, it's just a, you got to look at your process, right? Okay. I know that you kind of 
made fun of us for going off into all of the metaphors and analogies earlier, but I'm going to do another one. And I don't know, maybe, maybe this is an analogy, but so I, uh, I, one of the businesses that I work with, uh, he's a personal trainer and I was talking to him and he said, he's just like, I don't get, I'll work with these, you know, with these clients, I'll put a program together for them. And then they'll come to me in a month and they'll just be like, okay, I need a new program. And I'll ask them, are you seeing results? Yes. Are you bored with this program? Like, is it, is it mentally fatiguing to do the same thing over? No, 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 it's good. Are you able to increase your intensity with this program? Yes. Why do you need a new program? Because I've been on it for a month and it's working. So stay on it. Yeah, but I want to keep pushing. And, and, yeah. And so as human beings, we have this, this thought that it's like, oh, I more, mean, more, 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 more. I've been running the yeah. same ad, ad campaign for, you know, for a month now, for two months now. Yeah. I need to get a new ad campaign. I'm like, yeah. Why? Right. Does it work? Right. Yeah, but I want something fresh. Look, you're bored with your ad campaign because you see it all the time. You spent six right. months planning it, so you started bored. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. That's so relatable. <laughs> but your, your customers, they don't live and breathe your business. They're not bored of it. Yeah. In fact, it's just starting to click in their brain that they're like, oh, maybe I should buy something from them. Yeah. You know? So yeah. What's this new brand? I swear. They, <laughs> they've only been out for like six months. And you've been around for 25 years. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just happened with the business I was working with. Yeah. They've been around for, I I think it's over 30 years. Oh, geez. And uh, all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, people are noticing us for the first time. I'm like, Dang. Yeah, that's how it works. Well, and, and again, man, I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like we could talk about this for, this is one of the, I love this topic. I feel like we could go on and on and on. Uh, we got to wrap it up here though. But before we do, I, I feel like this is another uh, good opportunity for us as entrepreneurs to look at some of the big players and, and learn from what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, or at least get the validation from what they're doing. Sure. So I immediately came back to, um, some of the Coca-Cola commercials and some of the Hershey's chocolate commercials that you see play at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you, I, those have been those same ones, same exact ads have been playing every year for as long as I can remember. And so, I mean, we're going to go with the benefit of the doubt and say I had amnesia prior to eight years old. <laughs> so for 30, 43 years, no, no. Oh my God. <laughs> I went the wrong way. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm tired. Oh, it's too. I've, I've taken too many analogies. <laughs> For 43. Wait, I'm only 35. <laughs> so yeah, they've been running the same ads for as long as I can remember. So 30, 30 years, plus years. Yeah. 20, I mean, we're going to go with the benefit of the doubt and say 25 years, 25 years of the same ad. Can you imagine doing that as a small business? <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, it works. They do it for a reason. It's uh, counterintuitive, but they do it for a reason because uh, it works as a marketing director. Who's trying to preserve the, you know, the rationale of his uh, high salary. And he's just like, okay, okay. I've got it. We're going to have polar bears sliding down the ice with red scarfs on. 
And everyone's like, uh, yeah, we've done that before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we don't have to spend a dime. Right. <laughs> but the, uh, the thing, oh, when you said that, I pictured um, my kids all the time. They'll sing these jingles or they'll do these, you know, these, these rhymes and things like that. Yeah. They think they came up with them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, You're like, no, that's, that's been in the seventh grade for decades. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I came up with that when I was in the seventh grade. <laughs> right. You know, my parents are like, uh, yeah, no. Right. Grandpa's over in the corner. Freaking. <laughs> Hell no, you didn't. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, history repeats itself. Marketing repeats itself. And, you know, just, just to kind of bring it full circle, the whole idea of the sexy marketing is to say you do the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. If you look at any professional, how many times are they mastering the fundamentals? Yep. And so you do the same stuff over and over and over again. Now, if opportunity presents itself and it's in line with your plan and you want to do something sexy, great. Do it then. But that doesn't come until you've mastered the fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, man, I, I'm sorry. We, I got to cut this off. We got to be done. Okay. This is going to go on for hours if we don't. I, I feel like at the end of every episode, all we say is, we could talk about this for hours. I know. And we do, just over the course of many, many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys are awesome. Thanks for sticking with us. We seriously appreciate you guys listening in. Please feel free to reach out to us with any questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you can get to us at ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com. Take care. We'll catch you next time. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.